This is Anna from the Pop Prison Power Podcast, and this is the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 392 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I am tired. I am the expert, Mr. Mark Mark Ellisbury. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to Soul Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we got a little bit of news to discuss, including our first look at the Halo live-action television series. And then we've got our review of the newest movie from Roland Emmerich, Moonfall. But before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing this week? Marcellus Reagans, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I looked at the calendar and I realized that even though the year like just started, it feels, you know, it feels like we're just kicking a year off, but Uncharted is coming out like in a couple of weeks and then Batman is coming out like a little bit after that. So it feels like summer is like already here already, even though we're only in February. Do you? Does anyone else feel that? I wish it was felt like summer right now. It's freezing cold outside. <laughs> I mean, movie-wise, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's good for the podcast, but it, it just feels like, you know, the year's just starting and we're, you know, we're going to be off and running in a few weeks. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I'm super excited. Netflix announced a bunch of movies for the year, so that's filling in the schedule. It, it's great, great, great. Love it, <laughs> love it, love it. Content is king. I just want to sleep. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield, how the hell are you? Speaking of wanting to sleep. Ah. <sighs> I'm alive. January felt like the longest month in the entire world. So, you know, to me, it doesn't almost feel like summer. I understand. It definitely doesn't feel like summer up here. It's freezing cold outside. So. Yeah, it's raining down here. It's like sleet. It's not fun. And Joey, how are you doing this week, dude? Um, I'm okay. We had a pretty rough week uh, here at my house. So our beloved cat passed away this past week. Aww. and. It, it's been a tough week, man. It was a tough week for everybody here. We had uh, Archie for about five years. We took him when my mom couldn't care for pets anymore and she went to the nursing home. We took him into our home and, and he was a, a happy cat, but he had no eyes and he had no teeth and he was fun. He was a cute cat. We, we had a lot of fun with him in the house. The family loved him and it's been a tough, uh, tough couple days, but we're going to get through it. We're going to be okay. So not to be depressing, but that's pretty much what my week's been working and dealing with a uh, passing of a family member is Archie the cat. Pour one out for Archie, the notorious A-R-C-H. <laughs> well, he got a little bit of notoriety, you know, before his time. So he was appreciated. Right, right. I posted him on Twitter like two weeks ago and it went wild. And then uh, like a week later, it's be like, oh, yeah, sorry, my cat everyone likes is dead now. So, um yeah, but I have a lot of cute pictures of him, so it's all good in the hood. And nice. He had a good life. My mom adopted him from a homeless 
cat project they have around here where they take uh, homeless cats and, and rehome them. Yeah. So he, he had a tough upbringing, but a good end because he got to live in our house where it's nice and warm and lay around and eat treats and get fat. So nice. rest in peace, Archibald Q fussy pants, the cat. But enough depressing stuff about like, us. Uh, let's talk about us. Marcellus Reagans, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Was Your Podcast? All right. So everybody can head on over to SoWasYourPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, so definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year-round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. Anime is an important part of our culture. <laughs> it sure is, Mark Ellis. It sure is. So uh, we've got some news to discuss. It's been a while. We've talked news a couple weeks. So let's do it. Let's drop the drop and let's talk the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news. All right, so this week in nerdy news, we had a few trailers that dropped, uh, trailers that are based on popular products uh, that have already come out, but we were getting uh, different versions of said products. So the first one is the long-awaited live-action adaptation of the hit video game Halo. Uh, This one is going to be premiering on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, looks like it's going to be a TV show, and it's going to be coming out in March. So we actually got our first look at some real footage. This has been in development for, God, it feels like 15 years they've been trying to <laughs> make a live-action Halo something. I remember Peter Jackson was going to be directing it for a while, or producing it for a while. Uh, but yeah, what did you guys, you guys are the video game people, so what do you think of this live-action Halo TV show? Let's start with Aubrey. Um, You know, I... <clears throat> I am notorious for hating video game adapt- adaptations, <laughs> That's um, right. live action adaptations. But this one actually doesn't look too bad. I'm excited to see a little bit more of it. I do think that they did a pretty good job with the trailer, making it seem appealing. My only concern is that I'm going to get to episode one and I'm going to be ragingly mad. So <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Okay. Uh, Joey, what about you, man? How did you feel about the Halo trailer? Well, uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big Halo guy. I don't play a lot of first-person shooters, and I don't play online against other people. So 
I do appreciate the lore of Halo, and I have played the single. The, I think the first played the first three of them. I beat the first three of them, but then I fell off after that. And uh, you know, it, it's like a Voltron of all sorts of sci-fi cliches. So it's like someone took uh, you know aliens and and the thing and 2001 and a bunch of stuff and threw them all in a blender. Uh, that works in a video game itself. Is it going to work in live action? That's really the question because a lot of the storyline is very cliche and that's fine and fun when you're running around shooting people as a space Marine or, you know, interacting with the flood, which are, uh, alien type things. But does that work in live action TV? I guess we're going to find out. It looks great. It definitely looks great. There's definitely money here. It's, they didn't scrimp on anything. I am concerned what they're going to do with Master Chief. He doesn't speak very much. I don't know if he's even going to take off his helmet in the show, but he is clearly the main character. So um, putting the Burger King Kids Club of Diversity around him uh, is it's it's a recipe for disaster. I'll tell you that right now in terms of of the Internet. But we'll see. I'm willing to give it a chance. Uh, It it looks cool. Definitely looks cool. And like I said, I mean, it's it's a pastrick of of like everything that we all love about sci-fi. So if you like sci-fi action stuff, you're going to love it. In theory, you're going to love it. Uh, will it work? I don't know. But we're going to watch it for the podcast. So we better hope it works at least a little bit. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it, it can't be worse than some of the other stuff that's come out for video game adaptations. So uh, it's not a very high bar to cross. Right, right. Yeah, you know, the only people that ever really complain about the Burger King Kids Club of Diversity is white people. Like, you'd never see, like, a Chinese kid go, oh, man, look at all, look at this Chinese guy on there. We need more white people on there. Never Representation that. matters, Mark. I don't know if you've heard about this or not. <laughs> it's funny. You should be the one to say that. <laughs> so, I'm not a video game person at all. Halo, the only thing Halo meant to me was more sales at Blockbuster because people were like... <laughs> You know, we had to pre-order those games and try to get some pre-sales, and that's what it was all about. It's just a cash register going off. That's the only thing Halo really means to me. Uh, but that being said, I think it looks cool. Um, the trailer looks cool. It doesn't look like something that I like absolutely need to watch, but I was surprised that there's actually something of a story there. I thought it was just going to be, oh, you know, here's a guy in a cool outfit. He's shooting some stuff. There's some aliens. You know, Halo coming soon. But it actually looks like there's a little bit of a story there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I wouldn't say I'm psyched to see it, but uh, uh, my curiosity has peaked. Um, I wasn't planning on getting Paramount Plus until the new uh, Avatar The Last Airbender stuff started to come out. But we'll see. Um, I'm pretty excited for the soundtrack. Uh, I don't know if you, you heard, but Lionel Richie is going to be on the soundtrack. <laughs> Just Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Is it me you're looking for? Make sure it's not Lionel Richie and Adele like teaming up together. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh that'd be great. Just an album just like Hello and Halo of like, you know, Beyonce's Halo, Adele's oh, Hello. That'd be hilarious. Uh so yeah, so March twenty fourth, Paramount Plus Halo. All right, so then the next trailer, this one is coming out a little bit sooner. This one is going to be February 18th, and it's coming on Netflix. Uh, this is a trailer, and I'm not 100% sure exactly if this is a remake, remake or a rebuquel, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre is coming back. Uh, I have never seen any of the Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, so I have no idea like 
what I'm supposed to be looking for. But I will say this trailer visually looks pretty slick. Uh, Joey, what did you think of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? So you've never seen any of these movies, Mark? Not a one. Aubrey, I'm going to assume you've never watched a single Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I actually do think I have seen one, but I could not tell you anything about it. Did it take place in Texas and were there chainsaws? (laughs) There might have been. Okay. I think you might have watched the right movie. (laughs) So right off the bat, the first thing you need to know about this movie is it it was sold to Netflix. It was supposed to be a theatrical release. This is not a Netflix uh, went out and decided to make this. Netflix bought it from the studio who brought it to them because it's supposed to be a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) No way. They filmed for two weeks uh, on the set of this movie. They made this movie for two weeks and the studio, and I'm not sure exactly which studio it is. So I I apologize, but the studio watched the dailies um, and looked at what they were getting and said, Oh hell no. And they fired the director and rewrote the script uh, and restarted the movie. (laughs) After a, after a pause of like, I want to say two or three weeks. <laughs> uh, poor Josh Trank. He just can't catch a break. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so I'm, I'm not exactly holding up ex- big hopes for this, for this movie. And I don't feel like this franchise is one of those franchises where you're like, oh, God, we better protect the sanctity of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> like, the first movie is a masterpiece. All right. For a, a horror slasher movie, the first movie is a masterpiece. The sequel, the second one, is fucking awesome. Okay. <laughs> but it's because the director is like, well, I'm not going to make the same movie again. And he just made like, a batshit insane, like, dark comedy. <laughs> Other than that, all the rest of them are terrible. Um, there's one that came out that was, like, direct-to-video with Matthew McConaughey in it. I'm not joking. <laughs> and Renee Zellweger, Aubrey, uh, star of one of your favorite movies. And they like threaten to sue people that try to re-release it. So there's all sorts of legal drama around that version of Texas Chainsaw. But uh, I'm I'm not holding out big hopes for it. Uh, I, I don't understand the plot is like some weird ripoff of Halloween 2018. But yeah. there's no like pull. <laughs> it's like who the fuck cares? <laughs> the the best part is she's like the old lady who is played by a different actress because the original actress passed away. But it's supposed to be the same girl from the first movie. It's like, I've been waiting 40 years for a night like tonight, which just reminded me of like large Marge from Pee-wee's Big Adventure right off the bat. <laughs> just kind of like, there was a sound like a garbage truck thrown off the Empire State Building. But she's, she's been, what is she waiting for? The, the, even from the trailer, you can tell that um, Leatherface is just at the same house. What was she waiting for? <laughs> maybe she got, maybe she, I didn't see the first movie, but maybe she was put in jail. <laughs> maybe she got <laughs> locked up for saying there was some crazy Leatherface guy coming after her. And they're like, all right, we're gonna, just going to put you in the asylum. How how much uh, weaponry and ammunition do you need to kill a 70-something-year-old man? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. You just keep waiting at this point. I, I don't know. It doesn't look great. I'll be honest with you. I, I thought it was funny when he went on the bus and uh, the like zoomers were just like you're canceled man and then he started killing them which was kind of silly but i don't know what the tone of this is i know it's going to be a mess it seems dumb i'm probably going to watch it because it's on netflix but i wouldn't leave the house to see it that's that's the main thing i would not go to theaters to see this but if i'm bored and i'm not tired and i'm sitting in front of the tv i might as well watch it on netflix all right now, Aubrey, we are not going to make you watch this. I don't. I don't think. But what <laughs> no. did you? What did you think of I the trailer? What did you think of the trailer? 
and I mean, it's okay. And it's, you know, not my thing. So I don't really care too much about it. You know, I will say when I saw that old lady and I'm like, is this Halloween? Like, is this Laurie Strode? (laughs) Like, wait a minute, what is happening here? So this is like legit what we were talking about in the last Scream movie. There's going to remake a horror movie, but it's going to be a sequel. But we're not going to change the title. We're just going to keep the title the same. Uh, so now I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm all in. And it, it I'm sorry. It, visually, it looks pretty slick. I'm, I'm, down, I'm down for that. I'm down for any kind of cool visual styles with my stupid movies. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. All right. Well, I, we'll have to find somewhere to stick Great Value Halloween 2018 <laughs> in the schedule. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> That's right. Does it? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Evil dies this morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then uh, just really quick, uh, we got a little bit of casting news. I just wanted your guys' quick opinions on a couple of casting things that happened. Uh, they're making a Madam Web movie. We talked about that before. Uh, I'm not familiar with this character at all, but Dakota Johnson, uh, daughter of Don Johnson and Melanie Griffin, who you may know, some people may know from Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, I have not watched any of those movies, so I'm not sure of her talent. Uh, you know, she, Mark, when uh, Melanie Griffith was pregnant with her, they went to the hospital, and you know the doctor found. <laughs> Did he find a heartbeat? Heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> There's a deep cut for no one else. No somebody, somebody out there is going to find it funny. <laughs> All right. So what do you think of Dakota Johnson as Madam Webb? Let's go back to Aubrey. Um, Why are they making a standstill Madam Webb movie? That I don't understand. I thought it was going to be like an add-on to a new Spider-Man movie. I didn't think it was going to be a standalone movie. That doesn't make any sense. And I don't really understand why they're having her play an elderly woman. Um, I'm pretty sure there are multiple elderly actresses that could have done the job as well. So I, I, this is a very odd casting. I don't, I don't know. It seems stupid. Yeah. This movie's never going to see the light of day. Uh, Joey, what about you, dude? How do you feel about Dakota Johnson as Madam Webb? Oh man, this sounds just awful. Um, so Aubrey, to answer your question, so I thought the same thing. Uh, why are we making a movie about an elderly woman in a mechanical chair who can't move? Um, apparently in the comics, there is a second Madam Webb who is, all right, everybody, <sighs> deep breath. It's, uh, Julia Carpenter, who was the second Spider Woman. Uh, that would be Spider Woman in the black and white costume, who was in Secret Wars and a member of Avengers West Coast at one point. When Marvel brought back the original Spider Woman, they had nothing for her to do, so that she sh- kind of shunted around a different, uh, personas and costumes, and now she's Madam Webb, but she, can like do things. So she's basically spider woman, but not spider woman, even though they're making a spider woman movie, but okay. Um, I have no interest in this whatsoever. The only reason I would see this movie is because of the podcast. Otherwise I'd probably avoid it or wait for home video. She is cute though. Yeah, I guess, I guess I don't think this movie is going to take her out of bed for eating crackers. I really don't think this movie is going to see the light of day, but God, I hope not. They are talking about it. So that's it. Uh, yeah, I could care less. I I believe this is just Sony's way of like, wait, they did the, uh, they teamed up with Marvel for No Way Home and saw like the Spider-Verse happen in live action. So they're like, all right, we got to get, we got to get some more of that. Who do we have that can do some uh, Spider-Verse action? 
Madam Web. Go, go. All right. Why do you keep saying this movie's not going to see the light of day, Mark? Why would this movie not want to watch a movie with Michael <laughs> J. Fox and Joan Jett? <laughs> I'm still waiting for my, uh, my, um, oh shit, Black Canary and, uh, no, not Black Canary. <laughs> black What's, Cat, Silver Sable. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm waiting, for my, black. So, waiting for my Silver and Black movie. <laughs> they got me all psyched for that one, and then the last minute they're like, ah, fuck you. I thought you were going to say Legend of Billie Jean 2. But, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I would take that in a heartbeat. <laughs> heartbeat? <laughs> Don Johnson? <laughs> All right. All right. So, then the last bit of casting news is uh, Jason Momoa is going to be joining Fast 10. Fast and the Furious Part 10. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. So, <laughs> The Rock is not coming back, but in this place, we're getting Jason Momoa uh I'm sorry, not in this place. I guess he's playing the, the villain in this. So, uh, yeah, what do you feel about Jason Momoa as the bad guy in Fast and the Furious Part 10? Joey. <laughs> it's going to be awful. <laughs> Can't be worse than Fast 9, can it? Yes, <laughs> yes, it, it, it can. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, it can. So the, the only thing I care about for this movie is if they use in the advertisements Fast 10 your seatbelts. That's that's the only thing that matters to me. Otherwise, I have zero interest. Is John Cena coming back in this? Uh, probably. Everyone comes back in these movies except for The Rock. Yep. So, I, I, it's about family. That, that's all I can say. Alright, Aubrey, what about you? How do you feel about Jason Momoa as the villain in Fast and the Furious? This sounds like one of the worst ideas I have ever heard in my entire life. Jason Momoa is not capable of playing a villain. And, you know, there being another Fast and Furious movie is just garbage, too. Well, there's going to be two more, so I'm sorry. Um, I like Jason Momoa. I think he's cool. These After the last one, who gives a shit? Like, they're just going to be fighting dinosaurs or whatever in the new one, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, <laughs> but I, I am interested to, to... I'm a completist, and I have a a tire case of a Fast and Furious DVD, so I gotta complete it all. I need all of them. They're, they're gonna start making enough of them, you have to get four tires. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy all of them, too. Alright, so uh, yeah, so that's it for the news for this week. Alright, well guys, I guess that means it's time for our review. Our first new movie review of the year 2022. We decided to kick it off with a bang. <laughs> With the movie Moonfall from director Roland Emmerich, who you may remember from such uh, classics as uh, The Day After Tomorrow, 2012, Independence Day Returned, gents. Um, he did direct one of my favorite movies of all time, Independence Day. But uh, for the most part, he's been much, much more missed than hit. We all had a chance to go check it out. Aubrey, would you please tell us what Moonfall is all about? The world stands on the brink of annihilation when a mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit and ascends it hurtling toward a collision course with Earth. It's only weeks before impact, NASA executive Jacinda Joe Fowler teams up with a man from her past and a conspiracy theorist for an impossible mission into space to save humanity. All right. Well, uh, it certainly sounds exciting. It certainly sounds like the moon is falling. So... As always, we're going to start with our non-spoiler impressions. So if you haven't seen it, you'll at least know what we thought. Then we'll drop the drop delineating spoilers. So you can either hang out, stick with us as we go a little deeper into the movie. Uh, or you can bounce and come back after you've gone to see it. So to start, Aubrey Litchfield, the queen of all nerds. What did you think of Moonfall? Oh, God, 
This movie was trash. <laughs> it was absolutely painful to watch. Every second of it was awful. <laughs> Mark Ellis Reagan. Yes, as you know, I have been looking forward to this movie for a while since I saw the first trailer. And I didn't even watch any other trailers after that because I didn't want to be spoiled. I didn't want to know anything else uh, about what was happening in the movie. Uh, that being said, this movie was a huge disappointment for me. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting. I was expecting like kind of bottom of the barrel 2012 type of stuff. But even that one was kind of interesting. This one, it it started off not good. And then it just got worse as it went on until the third act. I will say the third act has started to pick up a little bit. But at that point, I just didn't even care. So, uh, yeah, this movie is it's pretty much garbage. <laughs> So I had a, a pretty shitty movie going experience when I went to see this. this is my second bad movie going experience in two trips to the movies. Wow. Um, when I got to the theater, well, first of all, let me let me just tell you right off the bat, I didn't want to fucking go see it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, it was a tough week. I was this close. I was this close to telling you guys, you know what? Either get a guest host or just do it without me. It's been a tough week. But I'm a soldier. Like Donnie Osmond, I'm a soldier of love. And I, you know, just powered through for you guys. And I made myself go on Sunday morning. I was going to go late at night on Saturday. Saturday night, I was like, we came home from dinner at my in-laws. I'm like, you know what? There's a showing at like 10 o'clock. I can just go bang this out and stay home all day tomorrow and relax. And then I was like, oh, crap, I don't want to pay like $15, $16 to go see this fucking movie. Right. So I went and I went to the first, very first showing on Sunday morning. And I had a coupon through Fandango. So it was only $4 for me to go see it. Nice. <laughs> so I said, fuck it. But when I got to the theater, I'm like, you know what? I want to get my medium popcorn with no butter. 800 calories, just so you know. And I got in line and there was a line of probably like 45 people. It was all one group. It was like a Girl Scout troop that was there to um, celebrate or whatever the fuck they were doing. I don't know, but they were all there together and they were all ordering stuff individually one at a time. And it was taking forever. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm never going to get into the movie theater. And they finally opened a second register after I'd been in line for almost 30 minutes. It was just like, please kill me. <laughs> at least I get to the movies early. So. Uh, that was annoying. And then there was a lot of people talking and making noise in the movies, too. And it wasn't like an IMAX or like XD showing where it's loud enough to compensate. So, like, if you go to one of those, like, premium showings, the movie's so loud, it doesn't even matter. If the person next to you could be talking, you wouldn't notice it. But this this was not that. So <laughs> it was just not a good movie going experience. All that being said, the movie was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> It starts, like you said, Mark, it starts off bad and it just gets worse as it's going on. And at the end of the day, the moon didn't even fall. So what a ripoff. Well, they saved the moon. That's the whole that's the whole point of it. The moon fell and then they saved oh, spoilers. Oh, yeah. The, spoilers. The moon, the moon does not crash into Earth. Sorry. The uh, they did rip off the TV show Heroes. <laughs> save the cheerleaders, save the world, yeah. like save the moon, save the Earth. <laughs> We're getting to it in spoilers, but this movie is dumber than you think it is and not in a fun way. There's nothing fun about this movie at all. Even when it's going off the rails, batshit insane, it's not fun. Like there's no it's not fun to watch this movie, even to laugh at it. It's just shit. It's just ass. The movie sucks. It's not good. So that sounds like three big thumbs down. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I guess if you haven't seen Moonfall yet, go check it out on Fire Stick with Chinese subtitles. <laughs> or, you know, you could have your uh, live-in random Chinese woman in your house, maybe translate for you. <laughs> <laughs> bottom of the screen but uh the rest of us are going to stick around we're going to drop the spoiler drop and we're going to spoil moonfall uh i've got some spoilers one clear spoiler here's a spoiler you will die alone (laughs) all right aubrey i'm putting you on the spot was there anything you liked about this movie honestly i want i want to say i tried to find something that I could talk about that I liked about this movie. And I really wanted to. I wanted to find at least one thing, and I couldn't. There's not a single thing about this movie that I enjoyed. Jesus. Or Callis Reagans? Yeah, there's a handful of things that I actually did like about it. Uh, I thought Patrick Wilson's character, I um, let me rephrase that. I thought Patrick Wilson did a good job. I thought he was actually like there to to uh you know he knew what his job had to be and he he, he, i thought he did a really good job with what he had to work with and john bradley as the the weird guy that figured out that the moon was getting closer to earth before nasa did i thought he was really jennifer lawrence of this movie yeah exactly (laughs) the jennifer lawrence of this movie the guy from uh game of thrones uh i thought he was actually really good uh because again he knew what movie he was in and he did a really good job uh, Halle Berry, I'll save that for the, the next section. Um, <laughs> I thought, I don't know, I thought some of the special effects were good, and you know, as as complete batshit as the third act is, I actually enjoyed that it was something else. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't just the moon is falling and shit's coming apart, even though none of that really made sense. But the fact that there was more to the moon story that I thought was actually kind of cool. I thought, I mean, I thought it was cool that they were offering something new to kind of setting up a, a cinematic universe, <laughs> which is never going to happen. But I, I'm, I'm, I was impressed that they actually tried to do something new with the moon aspect of it. So yeah, those, those parts of it, I actually did like. All right. So what did I like about this movie? Well, uh, it ended that, that part was good and there was no after credit scene. So I could just leave, um, <laughs> no, the moon will return in uh, Moonfall 2 <laughs> uh, instead of don't look up it should just be called don't look because you don't want to see this fucking <laughs> shitty movie <laughs> oh god um, Holly Berry is uh, 55 years old and is still smoking hot Mark Ellis you can at least agree on that dude that was the first thing I said I'm like holy shit she looks good in this movie she like looks good and then she opened her mouth and I'm like wait wait what is <laughs> what is happening here we'll get to that in a minute she's clearly cashing a paycheck she is calculating in her eyes what she's spending the paycheck <laughs> from this movie on while she's acting in it but uh it's bad it is not good uh there is not much to like about this movie I <sighs> Like you said, Mark, I feel like Patrick Wilson was like there to work. He came to act and be in a diff- completely different movie. Yep. Um, I didn't mind the guy from Game of Thrones, but I, he definitely graded on me by the end of the movie, just like everything else in this movie graded on me by the end of the movie. But um, yeah, I guess that, that's about it. There's nothing here that like stood out to me that said I need to even like st- see a second of footage of this movie ever again. Aubrey, what did you not like about this movie? Uh. <laughs> the floor is yours. Again, this is like one of those movies where I feel like if I read the book, I would enjoy the book, but I 
do not enjoy the movie. The movie itself, it drags on. Yeah, it's trash. Thanks, Noah. It's, it feels longer than it is. I mean, it, it is pretty long for me, but it, it drags. And I couldn't follow anything because for they're like, what's his name? Patrick. Uh, shit. Patrick, Patrick whatever his name is. He like is in court watching his son go to jail. And right. then we go back to Halle Berry, who's at NASA. And then we go to Samuel Tarley and whatever he's trying to do. And like somehow there's some underground meeting. And I, I, I could not follow it to save my life. And which is why I feel like it would be a better book. But movie, it did not translate very well. And the acting sucked. It brought nothing to the table. It couldn't keep your interest or anything. All right. Well, Marcellus Reagans, what did you not like about Moonfall? So the the whole storyline of his son being in jail, I actually thought it was cool that his wife called him and she's like, hey, turn on the news. He's like, yeah, there's some moron in a high-speed chase. And she's like, yeah, that moron's your son. That I actually thought was pretty funny. But the whole storyline, I'm like, why are they spending so much time of this kid in court? Like, why are we spending so much time with this kid? And there wasn't a reason for it. Like, it was just, just so they could divert the story into something else. But the kid, like, never... Like his criminal background didn't help him at all. He didn't like learn his lesson to become a human or become like a regular hero at all. He was just an asshole <laughs> at the beginning of it. So I'm like, I don't know why we're doing that. Uh, I don't know why we're doing a storyline. Um, Donald Sutherland like wheels out for like one scene, <laughs> delivers like some exposition, and then like wheels himself like back out. And we never hear or reference his character at all. And the only thing he said was what we already knew that. When they went up in space at the beginning, Patrick Wilson's character saw something. We know. We all saw that. So why did we, we need- watched it? The, <laughs> we watched it like 45 minutes ago. Right. So why did we need Donald Sutherland to come out and say, oh, there's footage of this? I mean, I guess. I, I, I and then know. go kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Pena is he's good, but they give him nothing to do. He has like one kind of good scene, but he has nothing to do. And then he like sacrifices himself, spoilers, uh, in like the cheesiest way. Like you couldn't pick up the girl and you guys both like shared a mask as you, you know, stumbled closer to the thing. And no one went back. <laughs> no one notices that him and a girl are missing. I mean, I know they're walking in fog, but someone should have realized that that a child is missing or that he's. Why missing. did they why did they take like 45 oxygen tanks? And then when it was time to use them, only take one each. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, fill up this uh, cart. We need as many as possible. And then when it's time to use them, they're all just like, all right, we'll leave them in the trunk here and go. <laughs> and then there was the the random, quote unquote, like villains that were like chasing him, kind of. You know, they they just kind of show up to throw like the, you know, to rob them. But then they show up again. And I'm like, they have nothing else to do but chase this family around. <laughs> Try and steal whatever they have. It, it's ridiculous. And the the last thing is the not to be the guy that as much as I was just talking about you know diversity. <laughs> when you see like the movie is produced by like a Chinese company, it's like oh that's nice you know it's nice that they're getting into the business of making movies, and then they just have like this random Chinese woman there, and I'm like is wait why is she there? 
<laughs> and then she starts speaking Chinese to the kid, and I'm like, oh, it all makes sense. I mean, it's something that's been going on. It's been going on forever as far as these big Hollywood movies are make, being made. But it was so obvious that she was only there just to, just so the producers could uh, give her money or give this movie money. Like, that's the only reason her character was there. And normally I don't care, but man, it stood out like a sore thumb. Uh, and then, you know, the last thing that I didn't like is they get to the center of the moon. They find out that it's, it's you know, AI battling each other. And it's just like a ton of exposition dump. Done by the kid, done by the kid played by the little kid version of himself and then the teenage version of himself. And I'm like, that's who you chose to give all of this important story dialogue to. It is the punk kid in different ages. So, and then after all of that, I still didn't quite understand what the story was. So, you know, <laughs> it, it it seems like a cool idea that there's a war brewing, but I don't, I don't really care. I don't really care. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie is terrible. Um, right off the bat, right off the bat, this movie sucks. Holly Berry is horrendous in this movie. Uh, Mark, you mentioned it in the build up to what we didn't like, but she is just not putting any effort whatsoever into this movie. No, it was surprising. And then it happened over and over again. And I'm like, wait, is she, can she act? I know she can act. Why is she, why is her reading like that's the best take that they had for this? No, why her reading is so bad in this movie. You know, I was just um, talking with some other people about Cloud Atlas, and um, it, one of the things I talked about that I like about Holly Berry is that she'll make Oscar bait movies, but then she'll turn around and do something terrible or ridiculous, and, and she doesn't have any qualms about it. Um, but this really felt like she needed a pool, like she needed a new pool <laughs> or a boat or something. <laughs> it was like, all right, I'll show up for a couple of weeks and make this shitty movie. Um, she didn't have any effort whatsoever. Other than the fact that she's like dropped it gorgeous. Uh, there's really no reason for her to be in this movie. I don't I don't understand. Um, the story is terrible. So there's a nanobot cloud. So the moon is really a space station. And then there's a nanobot monster that's inside of it that's going to crash the moon into Earth because it hates living things. <laughs> so there's two nanobot <laughs> armies inside of the moon. We as humans, we already, like billions of years ago, we created <laughs> nanobots, us humans. And we, and it, the nanobots, fought each other or the, the, the nanobots became sentient and you know as they do and then started to wanted to take out the human race another group of nanobots started to fight eventually we made these things like like noah's arcs and we disguised them as the moon <laughs> and sent them out into the into the galaxy uh one came back to this area and rebuilt earth rebuilt man our dna and now here we are so just for a couple shits and giggles, all of that is revealed in like the last 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> Aubrey, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Why would a alien civilization that's able to build uh, intergalactic starships, uh, Dyson spears, um, you know, make the moon into a space station, fly around the galaxy and colonize planets? Why, why couldn't they make an EMP? I don't know. I I wish I could make this movie make any sense. But I can't. 
Um, the Chinese actress is the funniest shit on earth in this movie. It is like you said, Mark, it's so out of left field. I thought it was going to be Holly Berry's like wife. Yeah. Or something. Cause that's because what I they, thought. They look like they're the same age. Mm-hmm. And she's talked about her wedding before yep. she's talking about her wedding. So then when you see her in a house and there's some woman there, you're like, Oh, all right. But then I'm like, but that's not going to fly in China. So then I was paying attention to the dialogue and being like, well, maybe it's going to be her wife or girlfriend, but they're going to phrase it in ways that they can cut around it. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they did like an alternate take and be like, oh, this is my roommate. <laughs> no, no, no. It's she's, she's a foreign exchange yeah. student. It looks like she's 45. <laughs> it's never explained why she's there or what's going on. Like, no, she's just there. Um, then the moon. I thought the disaster scenes were really whack, too. Aubrey, did you care at all about any of the disasters that were happening at all? No, I didn't care about anything in this movie. It was just complete garbage. It was definitely um, definitely not hitting. Like when the hotel was flooding or when the moon was collapsing. Like none of that stuff like really jumped out and like made me be like, oh, man, oh, no. They really didn't like build any reason for you to care about anything that happened in that movie. So like even the scene where the dad is in court and he's creating this huge ordeal, like no, I didn't care. I didn't care that his kid was in jail. Like and who the hell cares? There's nothing, right. nothing builds you up to give a shit about anything that happens to these people or anything that happens in this movie. Cause it's so confusing that it doesn't even sit- make sense. Yeah. doesn't even make sense. And there's there's scenes later on in the movie. And I don't know if you caught these, Mark. Where like um, Holly Berry's son is like, "Mom, I'm gonna miss you." Uh, and it's supposed to be like all heartfelt, but like you don't give a shit. <laughs> like, there's there's no reason to care like at all. Like nothing has happened. It's supposed to make you care about these people. Um, so mm-hmm. the funniest thing in the movie to me, like the one of the very few times I laughed at the movie just being so stupid, was the teenage son I'm trying to remember why he. The moon is crashing into the earth and then right. he, he like runs away for some reason, like falls off a cliff <laughs> and a big tree lands on top of him. Right. So then um, the 45 year old foreign exchange student finds him and they wait for the moon's gravity to come over them and create a gravity wave, which will allow her to lift the tree. Right. But it, it was a giant fucking tree like that dude should be crushed. <laughs> <laughs> he just like crawled out from underneath. It was like, oh, man, thank you. Like What? How is he okay? Well, maybe the and he tree, fell off a cliff. Maybe the that. tree wasn't on him. Maybe the branches were. <laughs> Dude, the tree was clearly like directly on top of his chest after he <laughs> fell off a cliff. It was like a Roadrunner cartoon. Oh my god, this is not a good movie. And that exposition dump at the end, uh, like maybe ten, fifteen minutes left in the movie, all of a sudden, like you find out that. Not it's not just that the moon's crashing to Earth, but that it's a space station. There's aliens. There's alien war. There's a nanobot monster. Blah blah. blah. Why couldn't the moon have just been crashing into Earth? <laughs> Wouldn't that be fine? Like, there's no, there's no, there's no surviving that. There's no way that you know if the moon crashed into Earth, the Earth would be dead, and that'd be it. It'd be like, um, don't look up, but for real. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just felt like they severely overcomplicated this movie <laughs> for no apparent reason at all. There was no reason for the 
movie to be that complicated with uh, all this nonsense going on, especially when you're just going to dump it on everybody in the last like five to 10 minutes of the movie. So yeah, I just was not feeling it at all. This movie sucks. And like I said, it's not fun. It's not a fun watch. It's not a funny, bad movie watch. It's not interesting. It's two plus hours long. It is just awful. Aubrey Litchfield, put upon yourself the crown of being the queen of all nerds and tell us your score for Moonfall, zero to five, with five being the best and zero being the worst. It's it's going to be a one. I don't even know why I'm giving it a one, but I'm giving it a one. Maybe it's because it was graphically not horrible, but it's 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 a one. Why don't you just give it a zero because it's so horrible? <laughs> Marcellus Reagans, what do you yes. got? Hmm. I will say I did. There's one thing that I actually did like about the movie before I give my review that the Halle Berry's ex-husband is at the military base and that's supposed to be like the safe haven that everyone is supposed to be going to, but then it winds up getting destroyed anyway. So it's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing they didn't wind up getting there in time. Uh, that cracked me up when they all died. I thought that was funny. So yeah, I'm going to give this a, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a two. I'm going to give it a two. I wanted to give it a one and a half. I'm going to give it a two because, like I said, I think the third act uh, alien v. alien storyline, as ridiculous as it is, and even though it doesn't quite make sense, the fact that it's there, I'll give them points for that. All right. Well, I'm giving this a half a star out of five. Um, This is terrible. It's not a fun watch. It's way too long, and it's really stupid. Uh, This movie sucks. I'm giving it a half star just because Holly Berry's hot. That's it. Half out of five for me. That's it. So that is our review of Moonfall currently in theaters. If you're agreeing, disagreeing, let us know what you thought by hitting us up on social media. But before we wrap it up and we're going to tap it up, let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? Oh, the new Pokemon game. Oh, what the hell you can only called? recommend it if you can pronounce the title. Arceus. Arceus. <laughs> something like that. It just came out this week, I think. If it didn't come out this week, I got mine this week um, because GameStop is slow when you pre-order from them, which I think is bullshit because Amazon sends it on time. That was just released. It's pretty fun. I bought me and Noah a copy so we could both play, which is my goal for every game thus far. So. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, Marcellus Reagans, what do you got for us this week? Yeah, so this month, since it's uh, Black History Month, there's a lot of really cool movies that are available on streaming. Uh, One or one that I think is absolutely amazing, uh, Tuskegee Airmen. It's on HBO Max. It's with Lawrence Fishburne. It's kind of a classic movie. It's awesome. The fight scene, the aerial fight scenes are not that great. They use a lot of real life footage of explosions. So if you want to see like some cool aerial fight scenes of the Tuskegee Airmen, uh, I recommend Red Tails on Disney Plus. That story is like eh, but the the fight scenes are awesome. So if you I, could meld those two movies together, you would have an awesome Tuskegee Tuskegee Airmen movie. Seriously. So and because I can't do that, I just watch them both okay. <laughs> in one night. So uh, that's what I recommend. Watch either one of those. Watch them both. Um, and Red Tails is is. Like visually cool, and I was shocked that uh, I didn't realize that Michael B. Jordan was in it. So when he showed up, I'm like, "Oh, this movie's amazing!" Right off the bat, three stars for Marcellus. <laughs> exactly. Michael B. Jordan shows up. So exactly, awesome, awesome. Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com, where you can find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page. 
There's comic reviews. There's movie reviews. There's so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun that you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. That's at YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. There is hours of free exclusive content there. We just dropped uh, our early review of Reacher from Amazon Prime. There's a couple comic reviews coming and some more interviews, so check it out. We got our Patreon at patreon.com backslash so is your podcast where you can monetarily support the show, get extra exclusive content from the show as well. Uh, this month, it's the only place to hear our reviews of Yellow Jackets Season 1, and our video review will be of the new Slumber Party Massacre reboot, so get yourself ready for that. Uh, uh, for, uh, yeah, recommendations. Uh, I don't have much. I have not been uh, watching much. I am uh, catching up on Peacemaker, which is great. And I just started a rewatch of Breaking Bad. My son said, I want to watch Breaking Bad. I'm like, are you sure you want to watch that? And he's like, yeah, I really want to check it out. I'm like, all right. So we started uh, a couple days ago and we're on almost season one at this point. And, and it 100% holds up. Fantastic show. And it's all on Netflix. So check it out if you've never seen that before. But an important thing for you to watch is the Book of Boba Fett season one, which will be wrapping up very soon because that, my friends, is what we will be discussing next week with our full season review as the road to episode 400 rolls on. But that's going to do it for episode 392 of the So Wizard podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm still here. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagan. Uh, everybody have yourself a good week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week for a full season review of the Book of Boba Fett. Good journey. <laughs>